Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games FM, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now, welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skipstad. Hey gang, welcome to Friday. That's right, it's What Will You Play Friday. I'm Jeremiah Isley with Theology of Games here on Board Games FM. Wanted to just get things started off today. Got a couple cool things coming up for you, including What Will You Play Friday, as well as uh, Scott's going to tell us about his uh, latest game night. I think it's part two of his game night stuff with Altaplano, which... I'm excited to hear about because I don't know anything about it. And I've got a cool update about Indiegogo, so stay tuned for that coming up right now. All right, so I said I had some cool stuff to talk to you about with in regards to our uh, Indiegogo campaign, and that is certainly true. We are, as of today, Friday, what is it, Friday something in May, Friday 11th in May of 2018, we are one week away from our campaign closing and we are one light year away from hitting our goal, but we're very appreciative of the folks who have contributed already and we will use the money that we do get to our best ability but I've sweetened the deal. Okay, so first of all, we have the referral contest going on, right? You can go, you can refer, use your link, your personal link from your own account to go and refer our campaign, which means you share it. You share it on social media, you email it to your friends, text them, whatever you wanna do. And there are three amazing prize packs available for you to do that which is super, super awesome. And by the way, it will not take you much to get into first place in this contest right now. um, I'm not sure if people are sharing it and people aren't backing or what, but it won't take you much. If you get a couple people to to back us by sharing a link, you're probably gonna catapult yourself into first place. So I'll just leave that out there. But here's the big news. There's a new backer level, there's a new pledge level that you can get in on and it is for $30, you can back us and you can get a copy of either Two Rooms and a Boom or World Championship Russian Roulette. Two of my, really two of my all-time favorite games. Uh, We did the whole Instagram, hey, what's your favorite game, your top nine grid thing, and Two Rooms and a Boom was definitely on my grid. And I only didn't put World Championship Russian Roulette on there because I wanted to give other publishers a nod. But these games are great. They're some of my favorite party games. World Championship Russian Roulette is uh, definitely a great, great bluffing game. I had the pleasure of being a playtester on that game. And I'm so glad that we can actually offer you something in return for your pledge. I know we've been offering thank yous and mentions on the shows and things like that. But now you can get a game for backing us, and that's awesome. So go check it out, Indiegogo.com. You can search for Theology of Games, or I'll put the link in the show notes for this episode today so you can follow that and check it out. 
All right, more coming up, including What Will You Play Friday? And of course, Scott's uh, talking about Alta Plano and all that more. Board Games FM, thanks for listening. Bye. Hey, everyone. Firestone here with Board Games FM, powered by TheologyofGames.com. Coming to you today with the second part of what I played on Tuesday. And I played a new-ish game called Altiplano from designer Reiner Stockhausen. He designed the game Orleans, which was a bag-building game. And this game uses that same basic mechanism and then goes off in a different direction. And so... It is different enough from Orleans, in my opinion, that uh, you could certainly have both. And you could certainly have an opinion about which you prefer. And at first blush, again, only one game. But I think I might prefer Altiplano better. So in this game, you are... It's uh, it's got a unique theme, for one thing, that I really like. It's set in South America. And so you're trying to create an engine to get the most victory points. And... So you start the game with a certain number of tokens, and each character, each person in the game starts with a different quote-unquote character. The only difference being that you have different starting abilities, uh, or different starting items, excuse me, and then one ability that you can do that, that no one else can do at the beginning. And so it's like Orleans in that you start with these tokens, and then you use those tokens to get other tokens to put into your bag and draw out later to be able to do different actions. And so... Um, one of the things that's unique here is one of the things I didn't like about Orleans was you could, because you everything you used on a turn went back in the bag, it was possible that you would never actually draw something you really needed because the whole pool was practically reset every single turn. And so um, I don't think I ever saw anyone miss every single turn on what they were pulling, but there were people who needed something and went three or four turns, even with multiple tokens in the bag, not getting it because, again, that pool is just completely reset every turn. (coughs) Excuse me. One of the things that Altiplano does that I like is that there's a little um, cart kind of thing, like a cart that a donkey would drag around, I guess. And um, you put your spent tokens in there, and you only refill your bag once your bag is done. So you're guaranteed to see things. And it might not be exactly when you need it, but you are guaranteed to see it. And so I already like that mechanism better. So the idea here is that you're moving around in this village of in South America, and that's represented by these little islands. It kind of reminds me of Luna in that there were like six different islands. Obviously, there aren't islands in South America in this uh, in the theme of this game, but you're moving to different parts of the village. And you can do something there, but you can only do it if you're in that part of the village. And so it's kind of like a rondel mechanism where you're having to plan your turn and say, okay, I'm starting my turn on this island. What can I do there? And then I have a cart that will let me go X number of spaces so I can move to that one and then do something. And, oh, I've upgraded my cart cart so I can move one more space so I can go over to that island and then do that action. So there's a lot of planning, a lot of figuring out how to be efficient in your moves and you're turning tokens into other tokens. So you have uh, an alpaca token that you can turn into food. And then if you have go to this spot and have an alpaca and a food, you can turn it into a wool. And if you have a wool, you can turn it into this. And if you have fish, you can turn it into stone. And so there it's turning things into other things to get you 
victory points. And I really like how it does it. I think it's clever. I had a great time. One thing is it goes up to five players. And we were sitting there even before we started and thought, I wonder if you would ever want to play this with five. We played with three. And at the end of our three-player game, we realized you would never want to play this game with five. Trust me on this. Don't play this game with five. I would have to be very convinced to play it with four because it takes a while. Our game of three lasted two and a half hours, I want to say. Now, one of the players was quite slow, and it was a learning game for all of us. But still, it took a long time. And because I said, you know, there's all that planning of where to go on the the quote-unquote rondel, you're, you're planning things out and trying to figure things out. And you have to plan your turn when you draw at the beginning, like Orleans, where you're putting your tokens here, there, and everywhere, figuring out what to do and how can I, can I do that without having to go to that spot. And anyway, lots of maneuvering, lots of thinking, and so it takes a while. So I, for me, this was the, a three, possibly four-player game. And um, I think it plays with two, but I don't know how it plays with two. We only got one game in, so... Anyway, that's a long explanation, but all that to say, I really enjoyed Altiplano. It is going on my, hey, I need to pick this game up at some point list, and um, I'm having to, I had a ton of fun with it, and you should check it out, especially if you like bag building, rondels, if you liked Orleans, check this out. It's really great as a base game, and I can't wait to see if there's going to be some uh, expansions for it. So anyway... Have a great day. We will talk to you later. Don't forget to check out our Indiegogo campaign where we are giving away free games. All you have to do is refer people to the campaign. Super easy. Awesome games. Thanks for listening. Bye. You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. So I saw something this morning from Reuters. It was reported there. Uh, somebody had shared an article on my somewhere in my timeline and on Facebook about Asmodee seeking to sell the company. They are, according to folks who are familiar with the situation, they are seeking uh, the sale of Asmodee, which is, I guess, owned by a larger European, uh, it's Eurozio or something. I, I'm blanking on the exact name of it now, but they're owned by a larger conglomerate. And their re- the report says that they're trying to sell the entity of Asmodee along with, obviously, all of the companies that Asmodee has acquired over these last few years for $1.7 billion, with a B, billion dollars. And it's kind of a head-scratcher. I don't know, was was the concept that they bought Asmodee and then they gathered all these amazing franchises and really started, started cornering the industry in order to sell off and just kind of build that worth? I don't know. That's a real head scratcher considering they've been so aggressive and trying to entrench themselves in the board game industry. And now they're trying to sell off. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm, I'm still trying to process the whole idea. 
there's not a whole lot of reports out there. There's not a whole lot of talk about this, but it, it was it wasn't even like, hey, we saw this on Board Game Geek. It was Reuters. It was a big mainstream news source reporting this uh, this potential sale or you know this seeking of a sale. And um, I'm not sure what to make of it still. So let's sound off. Let's have a little conversation about what this means to the board game industry. Is this a good thing? Is this not a good thing? Uh, What's that going to do to everything else that kind of falls in line? There's a ton of smaller indie publishers and even bigger indie, or not even indie publishers, larger publishing companies that fall under that Asmodee umbrella. What's that going to mean to them and to the industry? Let's talk about it here on Board Games FM. Use that voice and voice message feature, call in, be a part of the show, or tweet at us. Give us your thoughts on Twitter at Theology of Games. All right, thanks, guys. It's not just Friday, it's What Will You Play Friday. Use the voice message feature on Anchor or tweet at Theology of Games and let us know what you'll be playing this weekend. All right, that's right. It's What Will You Play Friday, and here are my hopes and dreams for this weekend. Again, I'm still in the middle of a live production that is just monopolizing all of my free time but if i do get to play games this weekend here's what i'm hoping to play uh we're gonna look at actually i got a game i think it was this week i don't know if i've talked about it yet i got a game in the mail called bitten b-i-t-t-e-n it's a social deduction game based around the world of like werewolves and vampires and i think zombies are mixed in there i haven't actually opened it to see the final version of it but it looks very very cool it is uh it's from a friend of the show a friend of theology of games his name is ben canellos he got it published and i'm blanking on the publisher right now but Regardless, you can find this in the wilds. I saw it at my favorite local gaming store uh, just about a week or so ago. Ben was very kind to send us copies for us to review, so I'm hoping to get that played this weekend. I'm also still really excited to play all the expansions to Valeria Card Kingdoms. And it's Mother's Day coming up, so if I do play games, it very well could possibly be with my mother, so we end up playing things like... Uh, Sushi Go and games that are a little more, uh, I guess, more accessible to more folks. So that's my What Will You Play Friday. What is your What Will You Play Friday? Hey, if you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of this show. All you got to do, use that voice message. I can talk. Use that voice message feature and call in let us know what you're playing and we'll share it here as a part of our episode thanks so much for listening i'm jeremiah isley and you can stay tuned for more here on board games fm powered by theologyofgames.com hey there everybody welcome back to board games fm powered by theology of games this is aj skifstad giving you my what will i play friday for this weekend well i'm not going to be playing any games tonight probably but tomorrow i'm having some friends over we're having it's going to be six people total so we're going to be playing some party games uh maybe not necessarily party games but board games that are more inclusive 
I know I'm going to bust out King of Tokyo. Absolutely love that game still. We have a ton of fun playing with it. The elimination does happen in that game, but it doesn't change the fact that um, it moves fast enough that people get back in and they get to play again pretty quickly. So I still like King of Tokyo, and my friends, these are lightweight gamers anyways, some of them, they have a good time with that one. Another lightweight one that we'll be playing that my friends have a good time with is Sheriff of Nottingham, a nice a nice bluffing game, if you will, about putting, uh, trying to sneak contraband items past the sheriff. Um, and him trying to catch you. If he catches you, you pay him. If he catches you and you're telling, or if he opens your bag and you're telling the truth, he pays you. Um, and it's nice to see how many points you can get through at the end of the game. Whoever has the most points wins for their good and bad items. It's a great little game. Hopefully, I get Jamaica to the table. Jamaica is a fun race game where you're racing around the island of Jamaica. You can plunder people's ships. You can grab treasures from islands. And at the end of the game, it doesn't matter who wins the race. They get the most points for winning the race, but there's more points that can be acquired through gold and things like that. You don't necessarily have to win the race to win the game. Love Jamaica. Hopefully that hits the table tomorrow. And either Avalon or The Resistance. They're both in the same kind of... um, They're both by the same creator. Um, Not the same universe necessarily but the gameplays are very similar there's a hidden role there's somebody who knows who the bad guy is in the game and is trying to get people to pick who the bad guys are um and i think the only difference is in the base games anyways at the end of the game if you're merlin and avalon i think you get to or i think if you were morgana and avalon you get to pick who you think was merlin if you get that right you win the game still So probably going to get some of those social deduction games to the table. And finally, uh, World Championship Russian Roulette. I do not own this game, but one of my best buddies does. And I can't wait to get this to the table again, especially because it's one of the prizes being offered or the awards being offered in the um, Indiegogo campaign that we're running right now. So if you want to check out Russian Roulette, World Championship Russian Roulette, it's a fantastic game. Um, go head over, support our and uh, pledge for our Indiegogo project and get a um, copy of that yourself. So that's it for now. Check you later. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games FM is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.